Hello, and welcome to Warfare Mindset with Apostle ID. Apostle ID is the general overseer and senior pastor of Overcomers in Christ group of churches. Warfare Mindset with Apostle ID brings you gospel-centered messages and tools that equip you to live a life of victory and freedom as an overcomer in Christ. Join us today to hear the latest message from Apostle ID concerning our life of faith in Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Warfare Mindsets. And today I want to share with you seven divine strategies. There are more than seven, but I'm going to keep it brief. I want to share with you seven divine strategies today for offensive warfare, because many times believers stay on the defensive and we allow the enemy to do the offensive warfare. Now, if all you do is defend and you don't attack, the enemy will eventually start to gain the upper hand over you. Let us remember that God has given us both offensive and defensive spiritual weapons. He has given us offensive and defensive spiritual resources. So I want to encourage you, you must take the initiative for offensive warfare as soon as you know that your house is in order. And how do you get your house in order? Because if your house is is not in order, You cannot fight the enemy. The enemy will scatter your house, plunder your house. So you must first make sure that your house is in order before you begin offensive warfare in the spirit. And you put your house in order basically um, through repentance, seeking forgiveness from God, seeking forgiveness from all you've offended, and extending forgiveness to those that offended you. And then you start to live in righteousness and by faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. So when you put your house in order, the next thing for you to do is to initiate the offense against satanic powers, against powers of darkness. Now, the whole armor of God in Ephesians 6 has been given to you, and it refers mostly to defensive warfare. It deals mainly with defensive um, warfare. Now, we are trying to stand, in Ephesians 6, we are trying to stand against the wiles of the devil, against the tricks of the devil, the fiery darts, the onslaught of powers of darkness. And and so the whole armor of God is vital in warfare. It's vital in warfare, the whole armor of God. But what I'm trying to say is that nonetheless, we must progress. You must progress from a defensive to an offensive warfare. Because when all you do is defend without attacking powers of darkness, then the powers of darkness will be at ease because they're not being attacked. Nobody is coming to break their camp. Nobody is coming to um, disturb their peace. And that's why Jesus says you cannot enter a strong man's house except you first bind him. If you're going to enter a strong man's house, you can't be on the defense. You must be on the offense. When Jesus says no man can enter a strong man's house except he first binds him, what Jesus is saying is that, hey, you need to start playing offense if you're going to um, bind this strong man and enter his house. By merely being in defense, you cannot do that. So when you start to, to attack in the spirit realm, powers of darkness can no longer afford to be at ease. You see, when they are at ease, then they can attack you. And And this is why basically it's very important that you know your enemy and you hit him hard where it hurts. 
The devil is merciless. His agents are merciless. Witches and wizards, warlocks, principalities and powers, rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, demons, the occultists, other workers of darkness, they are merciless. And when you know your enemy, you know how he operates, then you hit him hard with all the resources that the Lord Jesus Christ has given you over him. Jesus wants you to hit the enemy hard. He says, I've given you power over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy to trample upon serpents and darkness. To trample upon serpents and scorpions, sorry. He says, I've given you power over serpents and scorpions. To trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Luke 10 verse 19. Why? He's giving you that power so that you can trample upon them. You can hit them where it matters. And when you do that, they are confounded. They are confounded when you begin to attack them (laughs) in the name of the one that defeated them on the cross. If you attack them in any other name, they cannot be moved. But when you attack them in the name of the one that defeated them on the cross, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the enemy is confounded. And so I come today to encourage you. Yes, put your house in order. Defensive warfare, that's important. Make sure your house is in order. Put on the whole armor of God. But there comes a time and many believers have have um, just stayed content defending. And when you all you do is defend, The enemy attacks. And now I want to encourage you, attack, attack, attack. You see, darkness cherishes darkness. Darkness cherishes darkness. And when you begin to attack darkness with the light of God, when you begin to shine the light of God into your battle, the Bible says, the entrance of God's word bringeth light and understanding unto the simple. Um, In the book of Psalms 119, verse 130. So the word of God is important because it brings light and understanding into your situation. And the word of God is light. It's a light onto your path. So it exposes the fruitless deeds of darkness. And so you will do well by abiding in the word of God and employing the word of God against the enemy. Now you cannot employ the word of God against the enemy except you abide in the word of God. So The strategy, today we are talking about seven divine strategies for offensive warfare. And if you are to really operate in this strategy, you must strike first. Don't wait for the enemy to strike you before you strike. Don't wait for the enemy to secretly strike you without your evil knowing. And many believers do not realize the, the, the damage that devilish powers have done until it becomes quite serious. And if you know how evil powers operate, they like to attack in darkness. They like to destroy in darkness. They like to do their work in secret until they have become very strong in their position. And many believers are being raided by the enemy every day without their knowing. Witches and wizards are sucking their blood without their knowing because they are doing this in the secrecy, in the secrecy of darkness. But I want you to attack first. When you attack, they will be forced to retreat and to defend. But if you don't attack, they will not retreat and they will be on the attack always. So be like David. Be like David that struck Goliath before Goliath had the opportunity to 
even bring out his spear and javelin. While Goliath was busy running his mouth and coming against David with spear and javelin, before he even had the opportunity to raise his javelin up, to raise up his spear against David, David struck him first. So my brother, my sister, why wait for the enemy's spear and javelin to hit you before you start fighting? So the question now becomes, how do you fight offensive warfare against satanic forces warring against you? Now, I will give you seven strategies I think are critical. There are more, but if these seven are pivotal to your fighting and effective offensive warfare. The first strategy concerns God's hedge of protection. Make sure your defenses are intact and that the devil cannot penetrate them. Make sure God's hedge of protection is surrounding you. Make sure how? Again, by living a lifestyle of repentance, forgiveness, obedience, and faith. Now, it is silly to think that your hedge of protection is in place if you're living a life of disobedience. If you're living a life of faithlessness, then your hedge of protection has been broken. So make sure that you are walking in righteousness so that the hedge of protection, divine protection is around you. That's why Satan went before God and said, oh, the only reason Job worships you is because you put a hedge around him. Why? Job was a man that feared God and shunned evil. Fear God, shun evil, the hedge will be around you. So the first strategy has to do with your hedge of protection. Make sure your hedge of protection is intact by living a life of righteousness. We are talking about seven divine strategies for offensive warfare. Now, strategy number two, and these are things, I did not just read off a book, these are things in the Bible, and these are things I've experienced in my own hard warfare. So secondly, you need to begin to battle the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Many times we are using the name of Jesus Christ without accompanying power. The power of the Holy Ghost complements the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying the name of Jesus Christ is not sufficient, but the power of the Holy Spirit is in agreement with the name of Jesus Christ. So you begin to battle this enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Philippians 2, that Jesus has been given a name that is above every other name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. So when you begin to apply and you subject yourself and you live under subjection to the name of Jesus Christ and you apply the power of the Holy Spirit, the battle will begin to change in your favor. Now you are putting the offense to the enemy. You are, said, you are, you are taking the attack to the enemy's door. So the first thing is you need to make sure your hedge of protection is in place and then you begin to battle the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, the blood of Jesus. When you wage your warfare, don't forget to plead the blood of Jesus against the enemy. The Bible says in Revelation 12 verse 11 that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives as to shrink from death. So you need the blood of Jesus. The enemy cannot stand the blood. It's a spiritual offensive 
weapon. The Bible says the blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Abel's voice cried out from the ground. How much more the blood of Jesus? It will cry out for justice in your case. Plead the blood of Jesus. The fourth strategy, the fourth resource you need in offensive warfare is the victory of the cross. Now, the cross is an altar. It's a place where this, um, an altar is a place of sacrifice, it's a place of warfare, it's a place of covenant, it's a place of consultation, it's a place that serves so many divine purposes. So the cross is an altar of sacrifice, of covenant. That's where the New Testament, the new covenant was made on the cross. It's an altar of warfare. That's where Satan was defeated by Jesus Christ. It's an altar of sacrifice. That's where the Lamb of God without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish was slain. So you need the victory of the cross and you have to remind the powers of darkness that Jesus Christ defeated them on the cross and claim that victory in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us in the book of Colossians chapter 2, and I read from verse 14 and 15. I read verse 14 and 15. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So you see the victory of the cross, um, you remind the enemy of that and he begins to shake. Why? Because that victory is substantial, it is tangible. It occurred in the physical realm and it had implications in the spirit realm. It occurred in the physical realm because Jesus came into the physical realm to become a man. So this is the fourth strategy that you need. The fifth divine strategy in offensive warfare, we're talking offensive now, not defensive. The fifth divine strategy that you need is prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. In fact, fasting is critical. Prayer is critical, but fasting also is critical. When Jesus' disciples could not cast out a devil, um, they wondered why, because Jesus had already given them power to trample on serpents and scorpions, yet they couldn't cast out this devil. And Jesus made them understand it's because of their unbelief. And he continued. He said in Mark 9 verse 29, he says, And besides, this kind, this kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. So what fasting does is that it accelerates the devastating effect of prayer in the enemy's camp. So when you begin to fast the enemy's camp is devastated because it fasting fasting accelerates the impact of prayer in the camp of the enemy. Let us say, this might not be the best of examples, but let us say prayer is like a machine gun or prayer is like an armored tank. If prayer is like an armored tank, then fasting is like a nuclear weapon that annihilates the enemy and the enemy has to go in the name of Jesus. I'll give you the sixth strategy. And the sixth strategy is to apply consistency. Be consistent. Apply consistent pressure all through the battle until you see the victory because the enemy is very relentless. Um, I remember a while ago, um, sometimes I watch um, soccer, especially the World Cup, and I watched my country, Nigeria, um, play Argentina. 
And in the dying minutes of that game, Argentina took all their players into offense. And all their players were in the Nigerian box. And it wasn't a surprise. Argentina scored a goal in the last minute. Why? Because at the last five minutes of the game, they applied consistent pressure against that Nigerian defense. And eventually the defense caved in. And in the spirit realm, as you wage this warfare, in the same way, apply consistent pressure until you see victory. Because the enemy is very relentless. And when I say apply consistent pressure, this means submitting to God, resisting the devil until he flees. The Bible says in James 4 verse 7, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So you need to be consistent in your resisting of the enemy. Consistent pressure, I have found out in my own warfare, you know, in my own battles, I found out that consistent pressure without slacking will eventually wear out the enemy in spiritual warfare. Will eventually, because the enemy, the enemy will test your tenacity. The enemy will test your staying power. The enemy will try and rattle your brain. He will test your staying power. He will test your tenacity. He will, he will test what you are made of. And if you continue applying pressure, eventually he will yield. The devil will yield. Witchcraft powers will yield. Household wickedness will yield in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't, don't forget we are doing all this in the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, a seventh strategy in offensive warfare is for you to always go to your source of power. If you remember King David, David was a warrior. King David was a warrior, but he always went back to God his rock. He always went back to commune with God, his rock. And in the same way, in spiritual warfare, as you go on the offensive, you must always go to your source of power. You see, spiritual battles often appear to be endless. They often appear to be endless. If you've been in spiritual warfare, you know what I mean. And you can easily get exhausted. In fact, no matter how strong you are, you need to replenish your strength. In spite of how strong you are, you will still need to replenish your strength because the battle can be long drawn. And so you must know the source of your spiritual power. You must know that Jesus Christ is the source of your spiritual power. You must know, he's in, in, in Philippians 4.13, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. Christ is the source of his power. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And then Jesus says to us, he says, these works that I do, you will do also. And greater works than this shall you do. Because I go to the Father because you believe you will do the greater works. That is power. So when you go to the source of your power, um, you will be replenished for the warfare. And sometimes God's power will also be imparted to you through fellowshipping with the saints. In Proverbs 27, verse 17, it says, As iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So sometimes God will use a man to impart power to you to continue the offensive warfare. My brothers, my sisters, if you apply these seven divine resources and strategies, if you apply these seven divine resources and strategies, you will see a severe panic and confusion in the camp of your enemies. 
and eventually you will overthrow the powers of wickedness, the powers of darkness that have been fighting you to a standstill, that have been fighting you to frustrate you and to stop you. So I want to encourage you to go out for an all-out attack against the enemy. You will not be defeated. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 31, What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, and God is for us. Let us pray. I pray for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that in the battle that you are in, that the enemy will not put pressure upon your walls of protection that will cause you to compromise. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will arise in the name of Jesus and take your weapons of warfare that are not carnal, your weapons of warfare that are not of this world, that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, that you will arise with your mighty divine weapons and begin to scatter the enemy until you see the victory of the cross. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the blood of Jesus will fight for you. The blood of Jesus will speak for you. As you walk in righteousness, uh, the Lord God of righteousness will enter into the battle on your behalf and rout out the enemy. I thank you Abba Father for my brother. I thank you Abba Father for my sister that the gates of hell shall not prevail against them as they mount a sustained consistent attack against the enemy. Oh God, the enemy will fall down in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that they have the victory over powers of darkness, over agents of darkness. I thank you, Father, that no weapon fashioned against my brother, no weapon fashioned against my sister shall prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. My name is Idemudia Gobadia, and I want you to know that I am committed to seeing you live the abundant life that is yours in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. To enjoy that abundant life to the fullest, you must have the right warfare mindset. God bless you. Subscribe, hit that subscribe button. You'll be getting more of these messages from a man that has been processed in the fires of spiritual battles. I thank God for mercy and grace. Thank you for listening to Warfare Mindset with Apostle ID. We hope that you were greatly encouraged by today's word. Please share your thoughts by leaving us a comment in the review section, and we encourage you to subscribe and to share these episodes. You can also connect with Apostle ID on our YouTube channel, Warfare Mindset with Apostle ID. And for more resources, be sure to visit the Overcomers in Christ group of churches YouTube channel, Overcomers Deliverance Network.